This is Katie. And this is Sarah. We're two friends who are kind of obsessed with a little of this and a lot of that and everything in between. Hi, Sarah. Oh my God, Katie. You are a vision. I have not seen you in how long? A million years. A million years. And you're literally within striking distance in the from flesh me. like i'm crazy. touching your knee right oh, now get off <laughs> she's wearing gloves everybody don't worry and a full i've got a full hazmat suit on this I've, is so exciting it is very exciting i'm definitely gonna like spray myself with sanitizer like throughout this discussion yeah, and disgusting. interview because you're gross and i don't trust <laughs> anything about you I'm just well kidding. i'm even grosser because i decided to bike here from the upper east side um and those of you who don't know it i bike from 78th and basically the east river to park slope um and i'd love to give you the guys the full address 187 garfield but i feel like you'll start stalking us during our podcast recording so times true. but i am just it's so hard being famous uh, sometimes so hard but for those of you who don't know i mean biking from the upper east side to park slope is basically like going from like new york to chicago it's one <laughs> <laughs> Or in that no, range. No, let's just stick with that. Let's yeah, stick with that. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just but I you were like pissed understand. when you got here. Oh, I was so fucking angry. I was so late, and I really wanted to see Katie and my day. You know, it's a pandemic. I, I love like, how you're talking about me in the third person. Yeah, for I am. myself. Yeah, I need like... you to understand how <laughs> I feel about Katie, my friend, not my podcast partner. Um, yeah, I was definitely in a terrible mood, and I felt shitty about it. But it was like nothing I could do. The only thing that got me through it was the white claw. As per, I mean, Thank do we you, need to go into White it? Claw. Why can't we get sponsored? We will someday. Okay. But speaking okay. of being yes. in a bad mood, I was not in a bad mood when I got here, but I will <laughs> tell you a story about what happened to me right before I got oh my here. God, I wish somebody asked you, but go, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I asked you. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I just I'm wanted just to put her in a um, bad mood. Yeah. No, I stopped by Starbucks, as our regular listeners Ugh. know, is my, you know, go -to. my Mecca, my second home. <laughs> Thank God they're open right now. Um, and so there's one, you know, of course, right around the corner. That's yeah. one of the best things about Starbucks. <laughs> Everywhere you go, there it is. So, you know, they're just serving outside. Like, you can't even go into this one. Right. Closer oh. to my house, you can go into it, you know. Yeah. But at this one, you just go up to the window and you order. Oh, sorry. I take that back. You can only order on, on the mobile the app. app. Yeah. yeah. So I put in my order and then... You know, I was interacting with you and then the babysitter called and was going to meet me at the studio, but I wasn't there anymore, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just like sort of dealing with this and just hanging out on the sidewalk waiting for my order. And this woman who was also waiting for her order calls out to me and she goes, are you Katie? Are you Katie? And I was like, oh, yeah. And I, I start to go. She says, oh, your um, your order is ready. It was actually part of my order. And so I thought I said, you know, thanks and went up and grabbed it. And then I start to walk away and she says to me, what is wrong with you? You could, I was trying to be nice. God, what is wrong with you? Just, you know, and start this oh. whole, literally like that. So then I, so then you were calling me. Oh, so I just looked at her, you know, I had my mask on. So you can't really read people's faces. She's right. So I talked to you, whatever. I'm still waiting for my coffee. So I a couple minutes later, I walk over back to see if my coffee was there. She had gotten her coffee and walked past me and looked at me and goes, you're a fucking asshole. And I was like, oh, my God. And I looked at her and I said, you are oddly aggressive. <laughs> and we got into a fight. I don't remember what happened after that. Did you black out? No, I punched her. Oh, good. Yeah. So you, she blacked so, out. Yeah, she blacked yeah. out. Exactly. Wow, Katie. Anyway, that was, was the my... last time that ever happened to you. I mean, yesterday, but Obviously. whatever. Well, that was it's, Monday. You know, it's New York. Yeah. Everybody here is an asshole. No, I have to say, everybody here is so much nicer. You know, all of our fans know I've been in Vermont. I'm sliding. I've been in Vermont for three months. People in New York City are so much nicer than they are in Vermont. I, I honestly, that was my experience. Like, That's amazing. Theo and I definitely felt like since we got back to the city that like there's more of this like neighborhoody, like camaraderie, like people say hi and they're sort of supportive of you and these like, you know, and in Vermont, everybody, I mean, I don't know if it's because they knew we were from New York or what, but it's, <laughs> it's not that they're mean. It's just, it's a very New England way of like interacting with people so that's so funny because if you were here at the beginning of all of this um shelter in place like you could not walk down the street without somebody walking on the opposite yeah they would cross but the that's street. out of fear obviously of of the droplets oh, no, of, yeah, of, oh, yeah. of my droplets <laughs> specifically dro yeah. but i mean it made you feel I think like you just you got were, a droplet on my face probably i hope so I have to go that's wash filled myself. with that's filled with COVID. a lot of and all other COVID. diseases 
um, STDs. Yeah. No, I haven't had a chance to get to the gyno, so definitely. Well, I haven't been tested in a while. I'm just kidding. So... I'm kidding. Good Lord. <laughs> what do My you have father so... listens to this podcast. I'm just kidding. He doesn't. Your dad is like... Our biggest fan? He's... Well, he's also a... Um, what do you call it? My hands are really soft. What? <laughs> He's a what? So just, he's just, he's a staple in our podcast. Like he comes up every he, well, he's, episode. He, you know, I, I've literally seen um, two friends and uh, my parents this yeah. entire time. Yeah. It's been a real, it's been an eye-opening experience. And so, so that being said, here. what are you kind of obsessed with these days? I, I don't even know. I would, I would cut out kind of and be totally obsessed. I am absolutely 1 billion percent obsessed with online shopping. Mm. And a little thing we like to call in the business afterpay. Have you heard of afterpay? No. What's oh, that? Rich people. Afterpay yeah, is just rolling in it. <laughs> afterpay is like if you get on to any site where you find something that you like, it's like this is the cost or you could do a 4 month Are you talking about layaway? Lay yeah, but you away. get it. But you get it. You get what? You get. You don't have to wait until you finish all your payments to get yeah, the product. Yeah, that's how. I mean, layaway no, lay is the away. same no, way. No, no. You don't pay up front and then get the product. You like pay. It's like renting something. It's like financing something, right? It, but layaway, you have to pay all the payments and then you get it. You just have ten payments, but that that fur coat is still behind that counter. This is like I'll pay you forty bucks and then I'll. Is finish it the those name payments. of a company? Afterpay. Afterpay. Affirm. Klarna. I know them all. <laughs> And it's like, what I have the buying? money to buy it. It's so ridiculous, but I'm just like... Do they charge you interest? 12, no, interest-free. What's the, what's in it for them? You pay a I fee? Have no, I have like, no idea. They, I mean, I, I guess the vendor that. must I guess pay the vendor them does. So what have you bought that's like so amazing that you have to use this afterpay? I, but that's what I'm saying. None of it's so amazing. It's just like, I'm obsessed with shopping. I have never been like this. I am not a shopper. I, I am absolutely certain that my doorman think that I am... Robbing Sexy? banks or something? No, they don't think that's, <laughs> that's what you think. They may have. You know, they got the video day. cameras no, all kidding. up in that building. Yeah, and what am I doing in that building? I don't know. Nothing sexy. Sadly, no, nothing. Literally arguing with my dog. Talking <laughs> to the television is also another thing I do all the time. Yeah, talk to it. I used to just talk to Alexa, and now I talk to the television. It's 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 a lonely existence. So that's why I, I online shop. I don't always after pay, but it's certainly a draw. Yeah. Yeah. So I literally, I mean, I buy everything. Everything. What's the best thing? Like what's something I would want? You oh, oh I brought you, you jeans bought, today yes. from Frame. I would love to be um sponsored by Frame. They make amazing denim. And I bought three pairs of jeans from them. One I'm giving to you, but then right. I, I ordered it in my size because of course I thought I was skinny. Um like Katie and uh yeah. but like I I buy I mean Amazon I pay it all up front I mean most most of them I pay up front but they're like I bought a bunch of Michael Starr's stuff yesterday I bought some stuff from Bandier how do you do you I oh, just like go I, I don't even understand what's happening to me I seriously don't understand buying jeans online though I don't ha oh. know how people like I well, always I already have to own try them a on. pair of of their jeans and it's all oh, free okay. shipping well, and helps. free returns so right. I um yeah and I'm pretty pretty much that one size except I went a little overboard and got a real smaller size so I'm so glad you exist and it's final it was final um, watch it not not fit me oh now. it'll 100% fit you You're I perfect. have been getting some really exciting stuff online oh. I bought um printer cartridges the other day wow. for um the printer at my in-laws and oh. but I'm gonna return it you know I'm gonna yeah. return it Smart. because yeah we don't really we didn't need the color cartridges so I just decided to keep the black one so smart and when I'm printing out the um, homeschooling materials for for oh the kids God. it's like I don't really need the color I just need the black and white so I've been doing a lot of online shopping the myself. white ink you get that white ink <laughs> i like i like my white ink I, yeah, white sure. on white like, i mean white on white. that's a so that is that's, that's a fun printout to get here kids read this oh mommy well it's like invisible ink you know i <laughs> just is. try to trick them you're just you're just i'm a really good homeschooler i'm yeah. like look at this blank sheet of paper and <laughs> what figure out what see? the fuck what says. do you see and you're, you're wrong terrible person <laughs> um I, I, no i I've asked you that question. We actually, I'm very excited about the guest that we have today because it is a a woman that I used to um, go and have a pint with. A pint with? We'd have a pint together all the time. And um, now she lives in Los Angeles again, which is where I met her, but uh, she has a baby. But I bet she still pounds pints, don't you? Probably. 
and probably I thought you were going posher. somewhere different with that, but you didn't. No. Do you want and to say her name? You always like to keep the names. I don't know why secret. I do. I mean, this is the podcast. <laughs> no, you guys, we have Rebecca Mater from um, the first time I ever saw her was The Devil Wears Prada. And, um, oh, Prince for Spring. Wait, what role did she play on Devil Wears Prada? She was one of the people that worked for the magazine and was always looking down at uh, Anne Hathaway okay. and just would take uh, Meryl Streep's side. Because um, who wouldn't take... Meryl Streep's I mean. side. Um, but then obviously she was on Lost and then Once Upon a Time and um, she's just killing it. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what her, what she's up to and she's a new mom and yeah. she's gorgeous and it's annoying. She was a model slash actress like I am. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it took you too long to giggle. No, because I was swallowing. Oh. Otherwise I, I would have... choking. I... I <laughs> was partially choking on my own saliva (laughs) my own droplets but it's so nice to be back in the studio um it is i'm so happy to see you and i'm really excited to chat with rebecca i know i can't wait for this interview i know me too We are so excited to have Rebecca Mater on the podcast today. Rebecca is an accomplished actor who's best known for her roles on TV shows like Lost and Once Upon a Time. She's made numerous guest appearances on a variety of TV shows, and she started out as a model and started her television career on daytime soap operas like All My Children, One Life to Live, and Even Guiding Light. Just last month, while in quarantine, Rebecca created a YouTube interview series with her Once Upon a Time co-star Sean McGuire and so interested to to learn more about that uh Rebecca is also a new mom and had her son last year welcome to the show Rebecca Yay! Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, of course. So, um, full disclosure, you guys, Rebecca and Sarah, know each other from what? I'm so I don't even know this story yet. Like, I have to find out how you guys know each other. Well, how I know most people in Los Angeles is through sleeping with them or working at the bar method. So you and slept with her? Yes, sleeping with her. Yeah. I slept with her how at the it? bar method. I'm, I've been I've been thinking about it, but I just haven't I haven't pulled the plug. So, what's your what's friends your advice? Friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. <laughs> and, I, re- I remember, I think it was a Tuesday, the day I met Sarah, and I was in, I was in my Lycra, and I stepped up the stairs to go and work out. I think it was a long time ago. It might have been like 2009, 2010. And as I was pirouetting up the stairs, I could hear, That sounds so familiar. What a loud sound. <laughs> that, that almost sounds like either a fog foghorn or like me when I'm laughing and sure enough I get to the top of the stairs and there she is behind the reception desk laughing at her own jokes and I'm like I love her already so basically nothing has changed (laughs) nothing has changed yeah and and uh I was always very uh I think the first thing anybody would notice besides her beautiful eyes are Rebecca's hair do you have any secrets in quarantine do you find that your hair has become fuller since you've been in quarantine (laughs) My hair has been a big part of this pandemic yeah. for me because mm-hmm. it's, you know, obviously so important. Yeah. And, but basically I got my hair cut when I was pregnant in June last year. And then I thought, oh, maybe I should have another trim before he comes in November. And then it just didn't happen. And then I was doing my baby shower. And it just, I just never got it together. <laughs> then I'm a new mom. I'm like, the last thing I want to do is worry about my big old ginger bush. So I didn't bother. <laughs> then, oh, I know, let's have a pandemic. <laughs> So now I can't even see my bloody hair guy. And it just went on and on and on. And my hair was just getting longer and longer and longer, like this hippie hair that then came down to my waist. Then it started to mat together at the ends. So whatever was trying to fall out, because, you know, after you have a baby, when you're pregnant, you stop shedding hair. Yeah. You just don't you release any. You have this amazing, any. full, lustrous hair when you're pregnant. Yeah, it's one of the advantages. But then, so, but then a lot of, most women have that shed where everything that you didn't lose for those 10 months kicks in, like kick falls out. That's normally three or four months postpartum. That didn't happen to me then. So I'm like, I've, I've, I've missed it. I've dodged the bullet. It's not going to happen. Cut two, then it started to shed when he was like five, six months. But it couldn't all come out because my hair was mad. It, there was just hair all over the house people were tripping over it so eventually I had to get call my hair going I'm like I think I'm going bald it's all coming out and he's like yeah. don't be ridiculous 
I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> so he came over with a mask on and had to like rip it all out and cut it. So it now to here, it was down way past my boobs, but it was doing my head in. And so now I feel like my hair is a bit more manageable, but it's really been getting on my nerves. Yeah. Not being able to get, you know, do anything beauty wise or maintenance wise. I've, I'm on some really funny group chats with friends like, oh no, like all the things they can't do or what's happened to their feet. <laughs> yeah. oh, without pedicure. Yeah, we've had a couple of conversations. I feel... I have a love-hate relationship with the quarantine, not being able to do all that stuff we've done. Because on the one hand, yeah, I miss it tons, you know, like getting that, you know, my hair cut and colored and manicures, pedicures. But there's also a relief in not having to do it. Am I right? Like there's a part of me that's yeah. like, could I oh, well. get away with this for the rest of my life? And yeah. the answer is always no. <laughs> but I at least like for the first time in my life have actually contemplated never doing this stuff again. So it's, it's a like little girls bit- camp. Yeah, I went to girls camp and we did not care at all about what we looked like. It was like free bird all day long, grow everything out. I don't think I shaved, but (laughs) during this pandemic and this is really, I definitely think we should stay on this line of questioning and conversation. I did a foot mask. (laughs) Ooh. You, and did, did you break out in hives from I did that, not break out in hives, so, but I did start feeling like a snake, and now my feet are like a baby's bottom. So Thank God. My, my, friend, my, my friend texted me the other day and said that she did a Japanese foot mask. Is Ooh. that the same thing? I don't know no? what. My foot mask was definitely from like CVS, so I think it was straight up. You they know, always try USA. to sell you on that Japanese shit. Like they do it better in Japan, you know, they and then do. they like jack have up the seen... price. They're like, this is Japanese, so oh you God, need to pay a lot of money for skin. it. They have beautiful skin. But anyway, Toes, my toes actually like although at first when I didn't have pedicures like I felt a bit sick when I looked down at my feet <laughs> yes. oh, nobody needs to see that no. not nice no. but then over time as my toenails have grown up and I've been trimming them and you know I've been trying to do like you know at home self-care from the footsies but the the color of my toenails naked is better because I'm not because you know when you put nail on nail polish on it actually like it makes my toenails more yellow because it, it they, the oxygen can't get mm. to them. So now that I'm not getting pedicures, my toenails are actually kind of pink and cute again rather than like yellow. Like oh. yeah, saving the world again in quarantine. Totally opposite yeah. for me. I mean, I'm impressed so Mine far. I don't know. Look really weird without varnish <laughs> on them. <laughs> But uh, all of me looks really weird in Without varnish on it? Yeah, without varnish on it. This whole thing is varnish. But I want to hear, you know, something that we never really talked about when we were best, best, best friends is your modeling career, which is how you started out. Can you break that down for us, you English Rose, you? When I was at senior school, when I was like 15 or 16, my nana put my photograph into a local beauty pageant behind my back and didn't tell me. And it was a picture of me in my school uniform in biology class, which I was shit at science <laughs> and I hated it. And my biology teacher was a bitch and she'd go in the back lab and eat chocolate eclairs. <laughs> I mean, anyway, so I was in the science lab and I'm like, they sort of go, mm. just sort of like leaning against the desk going, oh, this is shit. <laughs> and that's the picture that my Nana used to put into the bloody contest. And I ended up coming second and ended up this photographer took my photos to an agency and I got a modeling agency before while I was still at school so I started modeling when I was like so like 16 17 18 I was going to school and then sometimes I'd sneak off and like my mum would call the school and go oh Bex ever sit ill today I can't come in (laughs) bless her and then we'd get and go get on the train and go to London and go on castings (laughs) oh my gosh what I started I started in London and then when I finished school at 18, I just went into it full time instead of going to college because I, I couldn't really afford to go to uni. And I was like, whatever, I'll just do. I thought I'll do modeling for a year and I'll save up my money and then figure it out. And then I ended up just never going to college and just started living in different countries all over the world with the intent to then kind of go to New York. Because when you want to model in New York, when you're not American, it's like the place to go to because it's like a little bit bit of everybody's there. So you have to build your portfolio in Milan and Paris and London and get all the tear sheets in your book to then go to New York and kind of make it there sort of thing. So I left New York until the end. Did you like modeling? Awful. Hated it. Awful. (laughs) Rubbish. Me too. Hated it. Me too. We struggle with it too. too. We've started late in our careers and it's, it's tough. It's It's never, it's never never too late. (laughs) It's a grind. So what did, what sucked about (laughs) it for you? Like, what did you hate about it? It's an abusive industry with no union to protect young women. It's dangerous. It's 
abusive it's scary there's just nothing to protect you and it's like when when I look back on it I'm like 19 living in Milan and being surrounded by rich old farts and people are trying to sleep with you and it's just just so toxic it's so scary and so toxic And, and when I became an actress you know, and I'm part of a union. And if something goes wrong on set, like beep, boop, boo, hi, sag after her. Yeah, there's like a weird guy. Like there's so many things implemented to protect actors, but models get absolutely nothing. And they've made so many exposés over the years, mm-hmm. you know, on different agencies and stuff. But there's still nothing there to protect these young girls from these dodgy old men like the Jeffrey Epsteins and all those guys that prey on these models in New York. And it's just... I hated it. And they treat you like crap. Like you show up to a studio for just a day's work and it's all new people and you're always the youngest. So you're like, hiya. And they just sort of look at you like adorable, shut up, you know? They just don't want to hear anything you have to say. And then like, even like when we would break for lunch, I'd go over to the buffet and they sort of look at you to see if you're actually going to eat. And then Mm. if you would eat, they're like, "Mm, mm, yeah. What I do it, just, it just made me feel sick so, and like and they would so. they didn't want you to eat lunch in case you were a bit bloated after lunch and it just it just really messed with my head it was a really awful business to be in and when I first became an actor I'll never forget I was in North Carolina shooting this independent film and I had to mow down a room full of men with an AK-47 incredibly cathartic oh and so I'm covered oh. in fake blood and the director comes running onto set and he goes that was awesome. Let's go again. And and then he had all these questions and he went, so what do you think? And I'm like looking behind me and I'm like, and I realized he was talking to me and I almost, I almost started crying because it was the first time in my life. Someone had asked my professional opinion ever about anything. I'm like, what do I think? How long have you gone? <laughs> loads of ideas. Oh, and that's when I knew I'm like, finally, because I just was so excited to make the transition into being an actress. But I had to do both for six years. So when I started acting and got an agent in New York in the year of 2000, I then had to do it all concurrently for six years. So I was like, one day I'm on like the set of Devil Wears Prada with Meryl Streep. And then literally the next day doing in-store like pictures for Target where I'm in khakis going to get the kids from school. And then the next day I'm doing all my children. And so I had to do both because, you know, modeling was my bartending gig basically to pay my rent. What was the impetus to go from modeling to acting? And and was acting something that you had always had a drive to do? Yeah, I always wanted to be an actress. I just didn't know how to do it. I never wanted to be a model, but I just didn't know how to get into acting. And when I was modeling in London, I, I said to my agent, like, is there anything that you can do? Like, can you set me up with a meeting with an acting agency? And they're like, they, they tried. But in, in London, if you haven't gone to a really nice university and study drama or the performing arts or gone to acting school you're not getting in like you're not good luck yeah so I was like whatever I'm just gonna have to go to America then because I just knew I just always had a feeling that America was going to be the place that would give me an opportunity because it's not a sort of snobby you know yeah they'll let anybody they'll let anybody do it here yeah (laughs) yeah but I love I love I love that about America though because it's like if you've got talent and you've you've got the energy, you know, you've got chutzpah and you're like, you're ambitious and you're going to hustle. You can make your dreams come true. Whereas the class system in the UK is still very much in place, mm. depending on the way that you speak or where you're from. It can really sort of affect your your ability to pursue it, you know. So I, I do love that, that about the States. Yeah, the States still has class systems, too, though, I have to admit I feel like every country in the world yeah has but not that. in terms of an acting career oh you're talking specifically yeah. about acting you do feel like there's yeah. a difference between England and the U.S. massively massively so and the, the class system in the UK is I mean it was invented there so to me it doesn't really exist here in the same way because the way the way Americans don't look at each other going oh you know depending on what type of accent you have within a town it's not as it's not as prevalent, you know, whereas in England, if you're like, all right, mate, they're like, oh, they're probably poor. That's what like shitty, snotty people say. Like your accent very much determines how you get treated. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't miss that. That's mm. for sure. Yeah. What was it like working on soap operas? I recall in college that, well, actually, I recall from about the age of six to uh, 22, all I did was watch soap operas. Is that like, uh, yeah, oh my gosh. I mean, and in college (laughs) specifically, I I focused my schedule around the days of our lives. (laughs) One o'clock on NBC. Um, (laughs) Proud as a peacock. 
I hear that that's like an amazing <laughs> training ground for actors. You know, there's so it, much, there's so much um, dialogue. There's so, I mean, you're filming like 20 scenes in a day or something insane. What was that like? That's, that's the craziest thing about soaps, isn't it? Because they shoot one episode a day. And what? then the next day is another, I mean, you know, network TV or like other stuff, you know, they take eight to 10 days to shoot an episode and soaps have to get it in the can in a day. It's absolutely bonkers. And I couldn't believe it. Like when I, when I was doing it, I was like, wait, what? All of this, is, what? And I had to get up like three o'clock in the morning and like frantically learn it. And then you get there and then there's loads of revisions. And you're like, I'm sorry, what now? And it's all <laughs> totally different. So then you have to look at it again in the hair chair. And they're like, okay, let's shoot it. You're like, oh God. I don't know how I did it. The anxiety was so high. It was one of those situations where you just didn't have a choice. Mm. So you just had to do it and just pray that somehow, somewhere you'd find the words from somewhere. But it, for me, the best, I mean, it was amazing training. I actually feel sorry for actors that are in their late teens, early twenties, because that's the, such the best place to kind of get your footing. And now they're nearly all gone. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is there, two left? I think it's really sad. Because yeah. I thought it was such fantastic training for me. I did that for a few years and it really changed my brain because if you memorize over and over and over again a lot of stuff, that part of your brain actually gets bigger. I watched this documentary on the brain on Channel 4 because my memorization was mediocre at best when I was at school. Because you know mm. when you're doing exams at school, it's all memorization and regurgitation. And I, I did all right. But then when I first started acting, my memory wasn't that great. But by the time I'd done soaps for a while, I mean, I can learn an audition in about 10 minutes. So that has been a lifesaver because as an actor, most of you, your job is basically to memorize lines. It Especially when to. you're like on a show and it's yeah. a grind. It's like, okay, got to learn tomorrow's work. I've got to learn tomorrow's work. And then you shoot it. You're like, get rid of it. Get out of my head. Yeah. Get out of my head. Learn tomorrow's work. Learn tomorrow's work. Whereas for me, I can get it done really quickly. And I've got other friends that have a really hard time with it. And they're up all night. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, my God, I'm so lucky. But I, I absolutely attribute that to soap operas. So I'm so grateful for my time on there and I genuinely had a really good time does, does the ability for an actor to be able to memorize a script better or worse does it really help determine how successful you are as an actor I mean how, how much of a role does your ability to memorize scripts play Huge. I think it plays a, I think it's a it, it is as yeah it is massive because you know, a lot of actors, you know, when, you know, to get the job, you've got to do the audition in the beginning, right? When you, especially if you don't have famous parents. So <laughs> if he's like, okay, you've got to learn your lines and do this audition, but sometimes actors won't completely learn it. And when you've learned it completely, that's called being off book. So sometimes you'll have, you know, an actor that hasn't studied it properly or put the time in, or maybe they struggled. So in the audition, you know, they're looking at the person who's reading with them and every now and again, looking down, looking up, looking down. So whoever's watching them, it, it takes you out of it. Because if you were watching on TV and that person looking down, looking up, you're like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And you're not looking at the performance. Mm -hmm. So I became really obsessive about it. Like I will not go on an audition if I have to look down, I just won't go. So I'll make sure like, I'll just look down. You know, if, I'm, if I feel like I need to look down, I'll ask if I can get an appointment for the next day. Like yeah. I'll just put it off, you know? Yeah, and because, it also I mean, helps Otherwise, you, you're, you're basically reading yeah. otherwise, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it also helps you to really, like, get completely out of your head and be able to be in the moment if you're not thinking about what the line is, you know? Exactly. Then, yeah. That, That's that why I was up. such a successful actor, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, definitely, it definitely frees up the performance because if it's not about the words, then you can just be in the moment and just listen to what the other person is saying in a scene. Mm -hmm. Did but, you yeah, have memory? Any did you have any idea of what kind of um, material that you wanted to do when you first started? Did you want to be a dramatic actress? Did you want to be a comedic actress? I wasn't, I didn't usually think that between drama and comedy, I just knew I really wanted to do prime time. I know that sounds silly, but you know, I was offered like three or four year contract roles on all my children and one life to live. And at the time I had no money and I turned them both down Wow. And, you know, that was a really hard decision to make when I didn't have a lot of money. But I was like, but that's not my dream, though. And I don't want to then, you know, have all these years go by and look, go, you know, look back and say, what if I hadn't just, I mean, to even just move to America with $200 to my name, to then not just go all the way with it would, would seem silly. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do a wing and a prayer and just pray that 
I will get that if I say no to that. It was a hard decision to make for sure. I just wanted to be, you know, on do like one hour dramas at night and like primetime network TV, you know. And so you were on um, Once Upon a Time. Wait, and yeah, we can't and, just skim over Lost. Yeah, oh, so I, you know, I take that back because I have not watched Once Upon a Time, but I uh, was a huge Lost obsessed person. Kind of obsessed huge, um, yeah. When that show came out, I mean, what was the first season? I mean, what year did it come out? Two thousand four. Yeah. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah, I think that sounds right. My my the, now husband and I. Um, yeah, I guess you would know, right? Yeah, Rebecca. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I'll trust your judgment that you knew when it came out. Wait. I'm just teasing you. No, um, I was gonna say <laughs> that was one of those shows. It was just so groundbreaking when it came out. I remember watching literally four or five episodes a day. Uh, just could not mm-hmm. wait for the next episode. Were you the same way mm-hmm. with it? Yeah. Well, I couldn't watch four or five episodes a day because I watched it from the day it started. And I remember thinking, oh. this show is not going to go anywhere. How are you going to have a show about a plane crash that ever, like, I don't even understand. And the question I've been <laughs> meaning to ask you our entire friendship is, and I loved, I mean, I wept at the at the uh, finale. Did you understand what, what the fuck was going on on that show? <laughs> I did. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I well, did. Okay. Good, good, good. I did. I, I watched every episode. I read all the scripts, all the bits. I put it all together. It was really important to me that I understood what was going on. And if I didn't, I would put a call into the executive producers back in LA. Like it was really important that I got it. And I did the same with Once Upon a Time as well. And they're both equally as convoluted mm. and complex. So I thought, well, I, if I don't understand it, I'll, I'll just lose it and my performance and my whole shtick will fall apart. So when when I got the audition, what, I remember when it, I remember when the pilot aired in September, October of 2004, and I was sitting in my apartment in the East Village and I was in the bedroom watching it. And I was like, oh, I love disaster stuff. Mm-hmm. I love like end of days, we're all gonna die. I love all that <laughs> shit. So I was like, oh, a plane crash, brilliant. I wonder if someone's going to lose a leg. Sign me up. So I'm sitting there watching it. And then all of a sudden, it's like a fucking polar bear comes in. I'm like, oh, mate, Mm -hmm. you've lost me. That's bloody ridiculous. And I switched it off. I never watched it again. I was like, that's bollocks. Because at the time, I really hated sci-fi. I love sci-fi now. But back then, I just didn't. I just wasn't into it. I didn't get it. So then when I got the audition three years later in 2007 in L.A., I was like, Ooh, maybe I should have watched it. Of course, by then, <laughs> all of my friends are massive fans. Like, you don't watch Lost? Ugh, what's the matter with you, dickhead? Like, he doesn't watch Lost, loser. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should watch it. And then I got the audition. I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't watch it. I was, and I started panicking. And then at the time, I was watching, I had just seen The Secret. The Secret was really big then. Oh, God, like, huge. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to manifest it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to manifest that. So I went to Barnes and Noble at the Grove because this is like pre-streaming days and I bought season one on DVD and I'm like, I'm just prepping for my new role. Yes, I've already got it. Yeah. And I, and then I did. <laughs> so I it mean, worked. It worked. Sorry. It's amazing. What was that like? I mean, that is a, that, not that you hadn't done so many uh, really cool things before that, but like, I mean, fucking lost. That's like, it was the well, shit. That's the thing. It, I didn't know it was the shit until I started watching it. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. Now I really want this. Yeah. Uh Oh, like this is okay. Boo, like a real light bulb moment. And then when I got, when I got the part, I had to, I was like, well, now I've got to catch up. And I think I had about 10 days to like pack up and get ready to go to Hawaii. So I watched 66 episodes in under two weeks. Wow. That's how I, that's, that's how I watched Lost. That's some was, serious it was really important it was really important to me that I was up to date when I stepped into the show I was like once I decide to do something I do not fuck around I'm Mm. like nope I want to get it and so when you were saying watching four or five I was watching like 10 Mm. and it was amazing like draw the curtains I'm like just one more episode (laughs) just one more just one more (laughs) oh my god I couldn't stop I was like I was so in it and then I, I flew to Hawaii and I watched the season finale of season three in my hotel room waiting for transpo to pick me up to go to set for my first day at work and at the end of season three they were all like on the beach on their knees and the world was going wow wow and they're all like whoa and then and it cut and then the same day i'm like in the jungle getting shot by benjamin linus 
with with Locke kneeling over me and oh I'm like God. I'm sorry did I did I climb into my laptop I'm sorry what that is surreal that, that is very trippy yeah I'm high I just got on the ball. I got <laughs> up right now I'm so high remember <laughs> so, hi so the whole thing was filmed in Hawaii oh, yeah. right did you live there for how long did, were you there for well, the whole thing was shot on the island of Oahu, and then I stayed in Honolulu, like Waikiki area, and then they put they put me up in a hotel. So I I didn't live there, live there, but I would sort of go back and forth. But some there were times where I, I think the longest stint I did was like eight weeks. Wow! And then w- if we wanted to come back to the mainland, they called <laughs> going to LA, going back to the mainland, you had to ask permission. I mean, it was a whole thing, you know. If I wanted to go back. Some there was a couple of times I went without permission. <laughs> oh, you're so you're so bad. What was the cast I, like? What was the relationship when you're you know sort of in the trenches like that? It was it was I think well I didn't come in from the beginning. I came in you know season four, so I think things had sort of changed by then, and a lot of people had gotten married and had kids. And I was single. So I was like, what are we all doing this weekend? And they're like, um, I have two children. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you should have just invited me. I don't know. What Where were you? Thanks I don't know. a lot. Wing like, woman. I'm going to drink, drink my pina coladas with. So true. But I mean, I, I, I can get on with everybody. I mean, I get on with everyone. So and the, the crew were great. Like I would hang out with some of the crew as well as the cast, which was nice. You know, they're really nice people. And then all of the crew all moved to Hawaii Five O. Oh. So I, I I was offered one episode of Hawaii Five O in 2014. And my team were like, eh, you don't need to do it. I'm like, need to do it? Piss off. Do I want to go to Hawaii for free, be paid and see all of my peeps? Yes, I would love to do it. Thank you very much. Hello. So I did and I went and it was the exact same crew, like same craft service guy. Oh everything it was so nice to see everyone again like Rebecca you didn't change I'm like no I told you I I keep it real mate (laughs) (laughs) I loved Hawaii Five-0 I'm not gonna lie to you guys I watched that show I watch that oh I was in it I love that (laughs) who was that lead guy he's hot oh yeah what's his name I don't know Scott Scott Conn not bad either but like I really I enjoyed that so how did being (laughs) on Lost change your career if at all I mean, yeah, if it was, well, if it wasn't for Lost, then I then wouldn't have gotten Once Upon a Time. And it's sort of like a chain of events where you get one thing and then the people that you meet, the relationships you build, it's sort of like a domino effect. So it absolutely massively changed my life because the two creators from Once Upon a Time, Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, were a writing duo on Lost. So every sort of three or four episodes would be an Adam and Eddie episode. And they even wrote what I like to call my death episode when I died on last. <laughs> they wrote that. So then, you know, they, they they then created Once Upon a Time and offered me the part of the Wicked Witch, which, you it's know, huge. has changed my whole life. So it's, yeah, since since 2007, because of getting that part, my whole life has been different. Yeah. And how, tell us, how has it been different? Like, what what are the opportunities? Like, how do you feel about your career now? I feel, re- I mean, I feel really lucky. I mean, mm. out of the entire union, is it 2% make a living from acting out of the entire Screen Actors Guild? So, wow. to, I mean, I felt even fortunate back in 2006 when I was finally able to quit modeling. I was like, oh, thank God. Now <laughs> I can just say I'm an actress, you know, because my sister, my sister was used to take the piss out of me and go, model slash actress. <laughs> <laughs> like, now I'm just an actress, bugger off. So yeah, so that's been that's been really really great and I just think I just feel genuinely really lucky to have done these shows and and even what's been really special for me with the whole once upon a time of it all has been the amount of traveling that me and my husband have been able to do because of all these conventions because when I was on Lost um doing conventions wasn't as big of a thing and it's really grown over the past 10 years where uh, you know, before the pandemic, at any given weekend, there would be cons all over the country, you know, and some people like I'd, you'd see Bill Shatner and you'd be in Denver and he's frantically running to the airport because he was going to Atlanta to do another one the next day. Oh I mean, God. actors just move all over the States, just going con, 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 con. And it's really cool because you get to meet all of these other actors in the green room and you get to meet all, all these fans. It's just been it's been really cool. And like I did a lot in the States and then 
a lot of these companies now have started doing conventions that specifically pertain to a TV show. So there'll be one for The Walking Dead and one for The Vampire Diaries. And then we had ones that were just for Once Upon a Time. And those were really fun mm. because it was just us. And on, on Once Upon a Time, we're all mates in real life. Mm. And we'd be in Paris all hanging out in the same hotel. I mean, what's better than that? Oh. It was we've traveled so much together and it made us bond in a totally different way because on, on our hiatuses, we were going all over the world together before we shot the next season. Um, speaking of colleagues from once upon a time, you started this YouTube channel or YouTube show called at home with Sean and Bex. And that's with mm-hmm. your, your co-star from uh, once upon a time. What prompted this new show? Is this your new we were just trying Career to sort of come up with something to do just to keep us out of trouble, really. And like, we were really bored, really bored at the beginning of the pandemic. And he and I are really funny together. We're very similar. We've got a very similar sense of humor. So we were doing some lives on on Instagram. And I was like, well, we can always stick them on YouTube. And then they don't just die and go poof into thin air. So we've had a real laugh doing that. And it's been fun to sort of be on the other side as well, you know, be a host rather than just being the actor it's been real fun right do you think you'll keep doing it after sort of the pandemic um wears down maybe yeah maybe i'll see how i feel but it's been it's been really fun yeah good times i love sean he's one of my best mates oh that's awesome is he single unfortunately not good good you know it's good for him good for him good for him no but how do you see like what are the changes going to be in your industry post pandemic Oh my God. I Best know, question man. ever. I mean, well, they're just, they're coming, they're trying to come up with all these ways of sort of able to do it. Like maybe having like a skeleton crew. So instead of having like 75 people behind the camera, maybe you'll just have 30, but it's like, I, I, I don't understand how that's going to work because everyone's role is so important mm-hmm. and it also creates so much safety you know, you think the person that screw that light in, right, because that's their department and put that wire there because that's their specific job. I don't even know. It, it terrifies me to think to get rid of everybody because I don't want things falling down from the ceiling and hitting me on the head. Mm-hmm. So I, and, and then I think all the crew are going to have to wear masks. But then it's going to change TV so much because there's going to be no group scenes anymore. You're not going to have scenes where there's like 200 background or you just how how do you do it so what every scene is going to be two people going bloody bloody blah cut and then frantically putting a mask back on I just I don't know I can't imagine how it's going to be it's going to be really strange any sense of but, you know I, oh no I was just gonna say do you know when they're going they're saying they're going to get back to doing tv production any I sense think I of heard that a, I think I heard a rumor that the new Jurassic Park film is they're going to try and go into production in July but I think different countries are going to do different things. I feel like Canada might start sooner because they haven't had as many cases. So I've got friends that are like currently on a show that shoots in Vancouver and they're hearing different things about their shows than friends of mine that are on shows that shoot in the States. So there's going to be a difference between that, you know, it's just such an, it's such a unique industry in that we are all up in each other's grill Mm -hmm. 24 seven. I mean, when you're putting my makeup on, you're touching my face, you're touching my nose, you're touching my lips. Like, and I'm just so used to it. People coming up to me, pinning me, touching me, feeling the mic guy, like it's hands on me all yeah. day long. I mean, you could literally pin something to my skin and I wouldn't even go out because I'm so de- <laughs> dead inside to it at this point. People go, oh, sorry, I might, like, yeah. all right, whatever, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Like, how are we all going to do it from afar? I, I, I can't And sex scenes. Like, I mean, how, Yeah. Uh, hello yeah, what constant. about the bachelorette oh my god what, what don't she, please who, claire i'm sorry claire i love to love i love, I love to love I how love is to... claire gonna kiss <laughs> how is claire gonna kiss 30 bloody men she I don't can't kiss 30 people in a pandemic no no then what, what what is the show without tongues i don't understand mm, what is the show good What's point. rebecca we just had some guidelines come out in new york city i'm sure the same is going on in los angeles but we now they told us how we are allowed to have sex no kissing, outdoor orgies, thumbs up. So just like normal, yes. Rebecca, Thank just you. like normal. I know. Totally. Um, and so, I, I mean, I guess sex scenes now will just be fill in the blank. Did, 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 no did no kissing. Quite, 
Did I just did, freeze? Did, <laughs> did, did, Gover, did Governor Cuomo really say that there are new? <laughs> no, this was written in the Times, in the New York Times. Yeah. Outdoor orgies actually was in this. And uh, that was just and, a dream you had about uh, Cuomo. No. Oh, God. I have so many dreams about Cuomo. And <laughs> kissing. Time, but kissing is a big part of those dreams. Sorry. Rebecca. The next time Sarah's going to Central Park, I think we all know yeah. what that means. Oh, totally. Oh, so go for a jog around the reservoir. <laughs> Find me in the ramble. I mean, no, no big deal. <laughs> Strawberry field. <forever. laughs> I, have, I have probably the most important question. One of the most important questions. Um, being British but living in Los Angeles, what do you feel about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know them. Okay, please. So you do. I, I don't know. Part of me thinks good for them. You know, his mum had a shit time with the paparazzi. They killed her. Mm-hmm. So you can see where he's coming from because the British press were so abusive, right? Yes. But then on the flip side, I'm like, but did she Yoko Ono him? I don't know because he was all right before and him and his brother were really close. So then I'm, I'm upset that their relationship has been kerfuffled. So it's like either they're totally in love in their own little bubble and they're doing their own thing and God bless, or she's poisoned him against his family a little bit and kind of ruined it. And I, I, I'm, I, I do definitely swing from one side of the mm-hmm. fence to the other. Like I can't quite put my finger on it. I don't know. It's bothering me. Oh God. Great. <laughs> I, I... I want to, I want to know the truth. Now I've gotten your head into a, Pickle. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. I know. Thanks That's what I do. I ask the tough questions, okay? Oh, I make my God. You hitting, hitting, hitting hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, we always ask our guests um, what they're kind of obsessed with these days. So we would love to know what you're kind of obsessed with. Well, I've Other- been obsessed with your breasts forever. <laughs> my, post, but- my postpartum breasts. <laughs> um that won't go down. It's like, all right, guys, relax. You're seven months old. It's so annoying. <laughs> By the way, you know how to lose baby weight. I know. Have a pandemic and eat your feelings. Oh. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so telling everybody got... I'm pregnant. I don't even know how it happened. Uh, it's a miracle baby. Immaculate but yeah. conception. Yeah. It's the next messiah. <laughs> but it's like, so I've got my baby weight and then I've got my COVID, like my quarantine 15. <laughs> All meshed together in a nice little bow. So that <laughs> you look beautiful. People are, well, I don't feel it. What What was the question? Oh, what are you what am I kind of, Oh, I mean, I've always. I mean, this is like pre-pandemic, but yeah, I. It it's, it it's pathetic, but this is a safe space. <laughs> I am kind of obsessed with so much TV. Yes, there's so much good shit out there, and it's just. Sometimes I hide from my husband <laughs> to watch my shows. I'll put I'll put Milo to bed, and I'm like, wait, I think Mark because Mark works from home. I'm like, I think he's still in his office. And I creep down to the and I quickly run a bath and I get in and I lock the door. It's like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. And I'm watching like a whole other show without him. I've got all these different shows. Like, it's it's out of control. But it's what bad. shows? What shows? Yeah. Do what, you are like? the, what are what like can the top we watch? Three? Yeah. Well, I'm currently like inhaling, <laughs> um, crushing you on Netflix. Oh God, amazing! Nah. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. What season? I just. I'm about to finish season two, and I'm like, then what am I supposed to do? Then I need another one. Like, I start to panic. I'm knitting, thinking yeah. about finishing a show. I'm like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so wait, but hold that- on. Sorry, is is I watched season one and I was obsessed with it, and yeah. I got really into it, even though I thought I wouldn't. I started season two, and I was it. just like, Stop it. get into it. it. Worth it. It is okay. No. All right, maybe I'll go back. It's hashtag worth it. Okay. Give it another chance. Yeah. Right. Go back to the beginning of season two. Okay. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. It's as good, if not better. Oh. And then before that, okay. before that, I crushed Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, that yeah, was really I saw good. That. Yeah. The, poli- the politician on Netflix. Oh, <gasps> I did not. Another one. I did not think I was going to be into that. And I sort of forced myself <gasps> through the first couple. I am obsessed with that show. I mean, it's been a while since I watched it, but it's really good. And very unique. Like, I just, I feel like I've never seen a show like that before. Ryan Murphy you know what is I mean? just amazing. Oh, he can he do, can no, do wrong. no wrong. It's <gasps> like him and, him and Greg Berlanti. Like, they make such good yes, stuff. Yes, 100%. I'm but with I'm, you. I mean, 
Sorry, I was going to say, I'm with you on the, like, I used to watch shows like Lost with my husband. Like, we'd be, like, you know, neck and neck. We would, like, spend, I've been married now, um, 2008, uh, 12 years. And so, you know, when we first started out. So cute. So cute. Sorry. Please. Anyways, <laughs> when we first, you know, it, we used to watch shows together, but I have so blown past him. Like, I have no patience to wait for him. I'm the same as you. I have, like, I, no, several no, if, shows if he, going, if, and if he's, he's like... If he slows me down, I get really pissed Exactly. Off. <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel. And it's like, I don't have time for you to decide no. whether or not you're going to do XYZ or watch this show with me. Like, I have I have friends TikTok, on bitches, Netflix TikTok. to meet. Yeah. And, you know, too mm-hmm. bad, motherfucker. So not I, to yeah. pull so, my single ass into this, but there have been times when I have visited friends in Los Angeles and they will not watch a show with me because they have to wait for their significant other to yeah, watch that's it. And I'm like, I, well, I'm I'm definitely guilty of that. Oh. Because he will he will cry like a redheaded stepchild <laughs> if I go ahead without him. So here's my way around it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what I I'll give him one or two shows where we'll do it together, hand in hand, neck and neck. Brilliant. Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. But to get around his speed, because he actually has like a proper what? grown up job and a real life, I pick other shit that has nothing to do with him mm. and I can just crush at my heart content. and it's so funny like when we would go out for dinner with friends or drinks and people are like have you seen this and I'm like oh my god and I'm waxing lyrical and getting into all these chats about other shows and he's like what are you talking about we don't watch that <laughs> right. and I'm like I've got this whole secret TV life that has nothing I've got shows that I watch when I have my bath I've got shows that I watch I bought a rowing machine for the pandemic I watch shows on that I mean it's out of control Oh, I'm yeah, kind of obsessed. Smart. Yeah, no, I mean, kind of obsessed. It's a great name for a podcast, right? Indeed. I've got, I've, I've got all the apps. I've got, I've got my Hulu. I've got the Netflix. I've got CBS All Access. I've got Disney Plus. I, it, 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 there is not an app or a streaming platform that I don't have. Yes, yeah. it's, it's sad. Yeah, and I'm scared that there, you talked about pitting out uh, when finishing one of your favorite shows. I am like nervous that it's just all going to end. Like there will be well, yeah, no television. We're gonna, we're, I'm like, no, we're gonna run, we're gonna run out of content. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm going to kids programming. Like I don't, I might, <laughs> I might start watching porn. Which I, fun fact, start. Not I'm my, sorry, no, it's start. Not, swear to God, it's not. Except for Outlander, I do not watch porn. Uh, <laughs> Outlander is one hundred percent. Did I tell you? What? Don't that, um, please. I screen tested with Fuck. Sam Hagen for the lead of Outlander. Now, does he? Would he like to meet me? You can just tell me. It's better. He texted me last night. I knew it, and said that he was so jealous that I was hanging out with you today. Guys. He was really, he was really pissed off actually. Rebecca, that's like not you, even. You funny. made her year. Made my <laughs> yeah year. You're cute. You made my forty six years. <laughs> I look amazing. Though. You're welcome, America. Uh, you, seriously, you look, no, we have so many like a listeners. Day over yeah. thirty three. Oh, in the, especially in this lighting. <laughs> I know. Was, we just look so. We're good. just like in the dark, and it's how? How beautiful. do you? I mean, literally, yeah, you you're look, a you're like glowing over there, and we're like these two little trolls, like <laughs> in the camera, like. Um. um. <laughs> well, thank you. I'll take it. My secret. My secret is is that I sleep trained my baby when he was five months old, so mummy got her sleep back. Oh, that's amazing. Now yeah, I want to hear a little like, bit. A little bit about Milo because I've seen gorgeous <laughs> pictures of this munchkin on his. He has his own private Instagram account that I have been granted access to. Of course, I'm sure he has more followers than I do. For- Definitely. <laughs> That's not hard. I kid because I love. Um, what has this new chapter of your life been like? I mean, it's such a stereotypical question, but has it brought you and Mark like super close? And like, are you just feeling all the feelings? I. I honestly have never been happier, which is weird to say because the pandemic's been really hard, you know, for everybody. And I think it's hard on your mental health and it's been hard for me to be, you know, trapped in a country that I'm not a citizen of and I can't see my family. And and it's been hard to have a baby and not be able to share him with anybody. That's been really painful for me. You know, I've cried a lot about that. But when it's me and him and we're toodling around and having a giggle and the way that he looks at me and sniffing and licking him and my heart is so full that I don't know that I've ever been happier. Mm. And the love that the love that I feel for him is 
I'm like, I'm sorry, Mark who? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm married. Like, I'm just so like, I, 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 I've got this new boyfriend. I'm so obsessed with him. I can't stop. Ugh. I'm just like, I, 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 like I want to climb inside him. I'm so yeah. annoying. And he's like, piss off woman. I'm like, no, <laughs> I, la, 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 la. I, go, I just want to bite him all day long. Yeah. He is so funny. And I don't know where he gets this from. Loves an audience, loves an audience. <laughs> weird it's so weird you know, he's just like i mean he is so feisty and oh. funny and he is a real hoot like oh. i just enjoy him so much and i'm what i'm focusing on like to keep me positive through these times is i'm just getting you know just focusing on being able to go to england and to take him home and meet the rest of my family and that's really something i'm sort of clinging on to mm-hmm. you know so you married an american huh yeah oh. Ugh. I mean, you can't, you can't have it all. No, you know, you can't, so true. Oh, I'm, a, I, I'm, you know, I've done well as an actress, yeah. and then oh, I married an American. You, right. you can't be like, <laughs> yeah, so true. It is, it is, it is what it is. <laughs> Do you think you'll raise Milo with a British accent in America, <laughs> or? <laughs> <laughs> I um, I don't think that's possible. I have. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting to see because obviously, once he starts going to kindergarten Mm. children just sound like all the other kids Mm. that they're around but I I mean I can't imagine calling me mom it's like if it's mummy you little shit mom I'm not mom (laughs) mummy mum mummy okay so there might be some little things that I make him say in an English accent just to shut me up (laughs) (laughs) you'll probably make him do a lot of things (laughs) that he he disagrees with Um, do you think you you might want to have more I would like to Mm -hmm. yeah I would like to. I just, I don't know. I just think, I don't know, man. I didn't expect it to be this much fun. The mm-hmm. beginning shit, the beginning, the very, very beginning is really, really hard. And it doesn't matter how many people tell you, the beginning is a real like, woo, this is a real place when you're up all the time and so delirious. But something clicked for me when he was six weeks. I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I can do this. Mm-hmm. And everything just kind of like fell into place and I started to feel like myself again. And then I think there's something about it that makes you forget how hideous labor is and how hard the beginning is. And I think that's why there is a human population <laughs> and why women, women are stupid enough to do it again, because you sort of forget, you know, you're like, ah, it wasn't that bad. Even at the time you're like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> it sounds like when I lost my virginity. <laughs> but then you you get back on that horse, you know, you just start riding that bike again and you're like, oh, that didn't. That wasn't terrible. <laughs> I've just shushed. Katie has is silent, and I have taken all of the air out of her. Yeah, one thing's a lot bigger than the other, though. Yeah, no, totally. A lot bigger. But you know what I'm both saying? lead to having babies. Labor and this is true. losing your virginity. She got back on that horse. Yeah. Many, Thank you. Many times. Thank you. Without, anyway, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Without knowing their name. <laughs> is that important? Is that a thing? You should. That's that. No. Yeah. No. That's what they say. No. Outdoor orgies. You don't get all their names. True. Yeah. It's hard Tales, to remember details. all of it. Yeah. So, oh, my God. If you're not an actor, like, memorization <laughs> is just, it's tougher. You would need, like, I feel like in an outdoor orgy in Central Park, everyone like a nice little name tag. Yeah. Just there. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. maybe you have an orgy name. Such as? Ooh, like like I would an be, alter ego. Yeah. Like, I would be Josie. That's so Ooh, sexy. You know, and I would probably, you know, orgy with like Spike and Bud. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying. It writes itself. It writes yeah, itself. it really does. I mean, we should do an outdoor <laughs> orgy, like sitcom. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> kind of obsessed with orgies. With orgies. <laughs> I just said orgies in a British accent. Oh, what is wrong with me? I don't know. But you're I was like, hammered. orgy. Yeah. Rebecca, you are really, you are coming through the Zoom screen really you're, hard from LA yes. all the way you're to New York. You're very impactful. You really but are, Zelina. I will say you do an American accent better than I speak American. <laughs> I mean, your American accent is incredible. Really and do. it's like, that's, <laughs> you do. I mean, and what are they, I know. It's crazy. Is there, is there like, you know, I was Spanglish. Is there a word for like <laughs> British and American? Yes, it's called transatlantic. 
Okay. There is an accent okay. that is half British, half American, that is what newscasters in America used to speak in in the 50s and 60s, where they sort of sounded a little bit British, yeah. but they were kind of American. Is that what that and is? That was, that was half American and half British, and it's called a transatlantic That's accent. That's what your son is going to sound like. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. See, <laughs> yes, he's going to have a lot of gravitas, I think, from as from the second he can speak. Yeah. Milo has a he has a very gravitas name. Too. I love that name. That's a great name. He My is. husband actually picked it, which was really annoying because I had this list. You know, when you have like in your notes app and like over the years, you know, I'm like, oh, that's a great boy name. I'll stick it in my folder on my notes app. And then when when we found out it was a boy, because you can find out now when you're 10 weeks pregnant what? with a blood test. With a blood test. Oh. It's new. It's only been around for like two or three years. <laughs> and I really wanted to know. And I'm like, it's not even it's not even important. But I'm like, I really want to know. So I did the blood test. I found out it was a boy. And I read every single name to my husband. And he's like, Vito. Vito. I'm like, I'm not calling him Vito. That's a shit name. It's a terrible and I'm name. like, I was livid. Like, he'd vetoed my whole list. I'm like, what am I going to do then? I've been working on this for ages. I bet you haven't been working on it. And then he went... What about Milo? And I went, I really wanted to hate it because uh, I always want to be right. And I went, damn it, I love it. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> and he's oh. like, yeah, it was that easy. So, of course, he was really pleased with himself that he got to pick the name, you know. How does, then, how does the dog like Milo? It's not going great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Well, she has been. She is kind of obsessed with hating him. Oh. <laughs> Bella. It's not going well. She's livid. She's uh, she's honestly. I actually feel really sorry for her. She's she's just a bit depressed about it. Yeah. I mean, you think she's had me to herself, well, not to myself, but she's, you know, she didn't have to have share me with a baby for thirteen years of her life. Yeah. It was bad enough when I got together with Mark. She's like, "What's he doing? And yeah. why is he still here? Yeah. They're normally gone by now, Mum." One hundred percent. So he had to win her over for ages, and then when I had Milo, she just. The first time I tried to introduce them, I came out of the bedroom. No, I'd given Bella to the dog nanny mm -hmm. and they brought her back when he was like two weeks old. I'm like, okay, here we go. And I bring Milo out and Bella hid under the dining table. And he wasn't even like making a noise. She's like, nope. Oh. So when he enters the room, she'll just do this and <gasps> face the other way. Mm. And then and then when he goes to bed, she's like, hey, bah, 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 bah. shut, shut, <laughs> shut, shut. Like she, she's like back in the room, like, yay. And she gets mommy and daddy back and she's like on the couch going, so what shows are we watching tonight then, guys? <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious. She hates him. Oh, my God. I mean, that does sound like the only time that Bella and George will have anything in common. I mean, my dog, literally, I walk into the room and he turns his head to a different direction. I've brought no one else I... in to, to compete with his, my love, but... You, you, I don't know where you are. I think you're at your parents' house in the Hamptons once, mm. and you asked me if I would take George for a pee <laughs> or give him his dinner or something. And, of course, because I'm really quite lovely and a very good friend, really said, of course, Sarah... I'll totally do that for you. And I walked into the living room and like, <laughs> well, you know, under the couch. I'm like, hello, British. George, it's Aunt Becca. Nope, I couldn't <laughs> even get the leash on him. He's like, gah, 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 gah. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, wow, hi, Sarah, don't think it's going to happen today, yeah. love. Sorry, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, no, I've had six foot five men not be able to put a leash on my dog, but now you he's know, very funny. subdued. I, I, I think I, I think about you all the time because Bella Aww. started doing what what George used to do mm. when I mean I'll never forget when you told me this in 2012 that if you rolled over in the night and disturbed him he would bite you and go Ugh. and and I thought that that was really funny cut to if I roll over in the night and vaguely disturb the queen she'll like try and bite my foot off I'm like brilliant but I always think of you <laughs> oh my god I'm so glad that I, I I'm still seeping into your brain and such beautiful moments of your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're like you're like herpes. I just, yeah. just can't get rid of you. Yeah, I've you know? said that many times. That's how I feel. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Finally, I swear to God. I mean, Captured. it's sad that we might have to end it on this I note. Know. But I on think herpes. Yeah, but I yeah, think the herpes. I think note. herpes is <laughs> great. Thanks a lot, Rebecca and Katie. Um, this was like number one. Have you? Ha yeah. Have you had herpes? Sorry to interrupt you. No. Have, well, you, you still got it if you had it. I haven't. <laughs> Um, have you been able to reopen your bar method studio? 
Oh, good question. No, we have not actually. Um, both of us are in phase four. Katie's studios are in Brooklyn. Mine are mine is in Westchester, and that's moving a little bit quicker. But it's still okay. going to be kind of um, an S show uh, in terms of how many people we can have in a, in a class. And are you still doing Bar Method in any way, shape, or form? Uh, yes, I was doing it in WeHo, and then I've just moved, and there is one close to me. And I was just about to in sign Hermosa? up for a membership. Yeah. No, I won't say just. Oh, right. You know, of course. Yeah. I don't no, talk, sorry. But I'll text you in a minute. <laughs> yeah. But it's 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 literally a two minute drive. And I'm like, oh, brilliant. And then this whole thing oh. went down. So once once, you know, things sort of a bit more normalized and once they've set up a routine for reopening, then I absolutely will go back because bar method is to me the best exercise on the planet. And it's mm. the one thing that my body really responds to. Mm. My body changes the quickest when I do bar method. It's the greatest workout ever. <laughs> And taking it, taking a class with Sarah is hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> There's nothing funnier. And I like to laugh when I'm working out. So I'll be like in a ridiculous position going, I can't do it anymore. And she'll say something stupid. I'm like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> but it, it gets me through it. Comedy always. and exercise. Yeah. I always Sorry. say something stupid and just know we'll edit out what I said about where you live, but we'll keep in the bar method is the greatest exercise. We might actually, that might be the <laughs> yeah. title. That might yeah. be the title of exactly. this podcast. You don't, honestly, you don't have to cut it out because you were wrong. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, even better. Now we've just made it no, all even better. Everybody. We tricked do everybody. Not, do not waste your time with it. She lives in San Francisco, everybody. It's go there, go to Northern California. Um, I have <laughs> literally been in love with you since the moment that I met you, Rebecca. I think you Likewise. know that. And I loved when you lived in New York City. I'm, mm. I, I'm so happy that you are unbelievably out of this world over the moon with your new baby and your dreamboat husband and your amazing career. And I cannot thank you enough. Katie and I can't thank you enough for coming on here and being kind of obsessed with us. Well, the next time, <laughs> if I ever, if I She's ever find myself, if, if what well, I'm obsessed about you and TV and my kid, if I ever <laughs> discover that I'm kind of obsessed about something new, I'll call you and I'll come back and tell you all about <gasps> it. That sounds good. Don't even, my nipples just got hard. Don't even. Yes. Doesn't take oh my much. God. I hope we can video not, this. Those are, those I'm are not, delightful. I'm not, I'm not even joking. Not even joking. <laughs> I'd love to, I'd love to come back. I just Aww. need to find something else to obsess over. Oh, I'll don't worry. Believe me. We'll find something very easily for you. But thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> I love you so much. You're welcome. I hope to see you in LA at some point. Yes. And good luck with the reopening of everything. Oh, thank All right. You. I love thank you. you. Love you. Bye.